Yo junkies, what's up? Welcome back to another episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast with your host SF. And like a lot of us, like me, like you, are trying to get out of the rat race, the 9 to 5 lifestyle, I got this amazing guest that made that possible and now owns his own online agency. So grab your pen, grab your notepad because we're about to get Team. Today we got an amazing, amazing guest. He went literally from being in construction business to owning his own online dig, um, agency and now working with different infra product entrepreneurs, scaling their business, putting their messages out there. We got the one and only Corey B. Bashup. What's up, man? Yeah, Shannon, what's up, man? I appreciate you having me on the show. Awesome. Awesome. Thank you for being on the show. Uh we spoke prior to this uh, interview kind of podcasting, but to give you the, the context, we're just going to dive into principles and strategies on how to grow an online business, especially for e-com and info product space. But before we dive into that, um, tell the audience how you became who you are today. Wow. Uh, okay. Well, you know, my story, I think a lot of people could probably relate to is basically I was in a job that I really didn't like and I was struggling, man, to find, you know, a, a space for myself and, and really to find um, what it was that I wanted to do with my life. You know, I kind of always felt like I was destined to do something big and, and to create some kind of value in this world and to really, you know, to, to be something. And that job that I was in just was not getting me there. So um, anyway, to answer that question, man, I was in construction for a long time, as you mentioned, uh, for 10 years, I've been working as an electrician, uh, building, you know, like industrial and commercial type facilities. So hospitals, um, you know, like uh, work office buildings, we built schools, we built all kinds of facilities, right? And I have always loved working with my hands. I've always loved building things. And uh, I just, but I didn't like the industry and I didn't like, uh, the, the construction vibe. I mean, it, it's really quite negative, man. There's a lot of negativity that, um, is in that industry because people are really unhappy doing that kind of work. Some people love it. Don't get me wrong. I don't want to make everybody, you know, sound like they're all miserable, unhappy people, but a lot of the people that are in construction, they like to complain about things. And that was just killing me, man. I couldn't, I couldn't be around that any longer. And so one day I just decided to go in and I quit my job and I decided that I was going to figure it out. And I basically cashed in my retirement plan, which I don't recommend anybody does. Uh, no, that's, that's what I had to do because I had to make a decision in that moment. But uh, yeah. And then from there, I just kind of, I did like you, you did. And I started learning, man. I just started buying all these courses and following these people and just trying to absorb as much as I could to try to learn. Um, and also working on the personal development side as well, trying to get my mind right. And I think that that's the biggest piece people need to focus on when they're thinking about starting a business is they need to start with their mindset. Um, but anyways, yeah, so here we are today, man. And I've, I've, you know, I've really been studying skills like sales, um, skills like communication, learning how to, uh, find a problem and create a solution for that. Um, and, you know, learning obviously the different technical platforms like Facebook and Instagram, how to advertise on these platforms, Google, um, and started working for local businesses because that's what I understood. But I realized real quickly that local businesses don't, they don't understand what it, what, uh, advertising online really is, and they don't really have a budget for it. And, you know, long story short, they just, it was just too much work to try to convince them to do this. 
So that's when I started transitioning into working with online entrepreneurs and, and people that are in the info product space and e-commerce, you know, and really they already know they need to be online and they're already out there spreading their message. They just need help spreading it to more people. So those are the people I focus on now. Awesome, man. Awesome. And I know that um, before we dive more into the info product and e-com space and strategies, I know that um, speaking to you prior to this, that but some podcasts, like basically two podcasts, change your life, like change your whole dynamic on where your life was going. And I want to know, like, what was that? Maybe it's one episode. Like, what was the thing that resonated so much with you that you decided and committed that, you know what? Let me just go my own route. Yeah, for sure. So uh, it was, I can't remember one particular episode, but I will tell you the two podcasts, which were the Smart Income, uh, Smart Passive Income podcast with Pat Flynn and uh, Entrepreneurs on Fire with John Lee Dumas. Those are really the two podcasts that resonated. I resonated with the most. And the thing about Construction Man, which was cool, is I could work all day long with headphones in. So I didn't have to talk to anybody. I didn't have to really, you know, like I wasn't in the office space where I'm constantly having to talk to people. I could just be in my own world. And so I was filling my head, man, with these podcasts and other ones as well, man. I, I listened to the Tim Ferriss show. I listened to uh, uh, a lot of Tony Robbins stuff to, like I say, work on that mindset. I was listening to Joe Rogan. I mean, just for the funnies, like, you know, like I, I listened to a lot of podcasts, but those two for sure gave me the inspiration to go after it myself. Um, and, you know, I just, uh, I just decided that was it, man. I had to go for it. And do you think that most people going their own route um, needs something like that? Or is it something that you, knowing that, okay, I was in construction business, like there's only negativity around here and I just want to maybe prove myself that I can deserve, that I deserve better. Was that your thing? Or like, you was like, you know what? I hear these people telling about this online or like this uh, online money thing. Let me just try it out and see what happens. Well, no, I mean, for me, again, it was this belief in myself that I, I'm here to do something, man. I'm here to be somebody and, and to, to help, you know, and whatever capacity that was, I, I'm not sure still to this day, I really don't know exactly what I should be doing, but I know that I'm definitely closer to that now than I was when I was working in construction. And, um, you know, I think really the podcast, what they did was they just showed me the opportunities that are out there, you know, the, the different ideas and the different ways to approach running your own business. Um, for me, I don't know. I, I, I've, I've never really been worried about money. Um, I've never really been worried about what I'm going to get, you know, like I just, I have faith that I'll be taken care of as long as I really try to provide value and, and help other people with their problems. Um, so the podcast really just gave me the inspiration and showed me the opportunity to actually go after it. Um, but my drive to do something with my life was, has always been there. And when I was in construction, like I say, 10 years went by in a flash, you know, and, and I knew if I didn't make a choice, another 10, 20, 30, 40 years would go by and I'd wake up and like, I would have just wasted my life. Yeah. And I think that's the thing I wanted to also put an highlight on is, to the audience to listen to. Look, um, you can keep listening to to every podcast, Tony Robbins and, and Tim Ferriss, but the thing that you need to decide on is you got to commit and believe in yourself that you can make it out there. Because if you don't believe it, then nobody's going to believe in you. <laughs> okay? 100%, 100%, man. So let's go more into some strategies and principles of building online business, 
Okay, um, so let's say, what are the typical clients that you had right now in the infrared product space? Yeah, so again, it's going to be like the author, um, you know, the coach, uh, somebody who's in consulting, uh, the speaker, the people that are already, they, they have their message crafted, and they're now trying to get it out to as many people as possible. So really, my specialty is in sort of simplifying the complexity of technology, right? I mean, as you know, there's a million and a half tools out there that we can try to use. And there's a million strategies that we can approach this problem with. But all that opportunity, all that does is create information overload. And if anything, it makes us dead, stop dead in our tracks, you know, and like we never move forward. So I think my specialty really is simplifying that whole process and showing people like very simply, what are the steps you want to take to get to your goal, whatever your goal is. I know like as an author yourself that, that uh, you can speak more about that as well. So let's make a scenario like how can an author start spreading his or her message out to the world? Sure. So an author typically is going to have a book, right? They're going to have some kind of product that they've poured content into. And um, really the best way to get that out to people is through advertising and marketing. And marketing is a skill that everyone needs to learn, regardless you know, of what it is you're selling or what it is you're doing. Like You have to become a marketer because we live in a world today, and, and I don't need to necessarily preach this. Like Everybody knows that's listening. We live in a world where you have to be online. You have to be producing content. You have to be um, getting your message out there in front of people. Otherwise, they're never going to know who you are. You know? And that's why back in the day, and still, authors, they would go on book tours, right? They go around the country with their book and they, they schedule time at different places, venues, and they try to get people to show up to where they're at so they can sign books, you get to meet the author, whatever. But that's marketing. That's getting their book out there and their message out there. But it's also very limited because you're limited to the few people in that town that may be interested in your book, that may have heard that you're coming to town, right? So as, as an author, your best bet And, and the biggest leverage you have is to really spend money um, on some of these new forms of advertising like Facebook ads, like Instagram ads, and looking at how you can leverage the attention that is on these platforms. I mean, it's insane, man. Like, you know, 10 years ago, these things weren't even available, you know, but you, in order to get out there, you would have had to have bought radio time or like television time or, you know, space in a newspaper. And there was no way to really track what the return on that investment is, you know, but now we can literally watch every single dollar that goes out, see how many clicks it makes, watch where those clicks go. I mean, we can track absolutely everything. And again, that process is complicated, but when you, when you simplify it down to the idea of, all right, I'm going to spend, let's say, $5 on Facebook, okay? I know what my message is, and I know who I'm trying to reach. So I'm going to create my targeting. I'm going to put my message out there. I'm going to boost that post for five bucks. Now, if you just put that out there and you don't have anywhere to send somebody, well, you're kind of wasting your money. So you need to think full circle. What's going to happen after they click, right? Where are they going to go? And then how can I capture this audience so, so that it's no longer paid traffic? It becomes an owned audience, meaning... I now have their information and I can continue to market to them in the future. And typically that's called email marketing, right? That's one of the best ways or the most traditional ways for internet, you know, marketing is email marketing. So we want to capture that person's information so that we can email them more offers, more information in the future. 
But unfortunately, email is becoming so saturated that nobody checks their email anymore. So now we have like messenger bots, you know, on Facebook. Um, there's a lot of people are doing really cool things with WhatsApp. Uh, so, so there's different ways to do it. But I think the main thing is to come to terms with the fact that you have to pay to play and you have to be able to buy advertising on these social media platforms and understanding who exactly you're trying to get your message in front of. Those are like some of the biggest keys to, to starting that journey. Awesome. So to, to like make a recap, there's, I heard like there's, there's three steps maybe. One is getting your message and audience right. So make sure you know who you're talking to and how they're receiving that message. Two, make sure you, you see the whole entire process as a whole. So the first click, the second, the third page and how to capture their email, the details. And lastly, you got to play, pay to play the game, right? Absolutely, man. Absolutely. And you know, to touch on that first point again, you know, you have to meet your customers where they're at. Okay. So let's say you're an author and you write books on self-help, right? And you write books uh, geared towards people that are in a career that they don't like, and they're trying to, you know, they're trying to figure out what they should be doing. Okay. Well, typically those people are going to be you know, a little bit older, like you need to know their demographic, you need to know um, sort of their age and what things they're interested in. And you need to meet them where they are. Okay, if these particular people aren't on Instagram, it doesn't make any sense for you to go to Instagram and start advertising, right? So you need to understand, again, who your market is, who your target person is, and know where they're spending their, their, their time and their, they're putting their attention. Yeah. You know, everybody is online at some point, but where are they online? You know, do these people prefer to watch videos? Do they prefer to read blogs? Do they prefer to listen to podcasts? You know, do they do they spend time on Facebook? Or are they a younger generation and they're going to be on some of these new up-and-coming apps like TikTok or like Snapchat, you know? Like you have to really know where these people are and meet them where they're at. And I think to, to just to add more to that is uh, people think right now that only Facebook ads and IG, Instagram ads are the only way to go. But like you said, if you know your audience, maybe they're like 15 and above or like the only are readers like blog readers, you know that you can keep spending, investing your money in Facebook ads. But if they're like on Google and searching for blogs, they're like, you won't get your right audience, right? So I know that pay, pay to play the game is important to you. And I know for a fact as well, how important, like this is the question, how important do you think collaboration is in terms of not only um, your authors, but like just um, online marketing, like online business. Collaboration is the key to success, man. It, it, it really is. You have to be able to collaborate with people, uh, create community and, and share that message, you know, and help, help others help others. Right. And that's the thing that's, that's really what it boils down to is at least in my opinion, if, if I work hard enough, to help you get your message out to your people. Like they'll come back to me if they want to, you know, like I'll, I'll be taken care of, you know what I mean? So that collaboration is key. You can't do everything on your own, you know, like there's, there's this idea of the bottleneck, you know, and in a business, what is your biggest bottleneck? Well, if it's you, like that's a big problem. So if in your business, every decision has to go through you and every little, you know, piece of information and yes or no, like has to go through you first, I mean, A, you're going to drive yourself bananas and B, like 
you're just going to be slowing yourself down tremendously. Like you have to be able to create a team of people that you can trust and rely on. And you have to be able to collaborate with other people in the industry in order to grow and to get your message out to more people. And that's the whole thing. Like so many people are worried about competition, right? They're worried about other people in the space that are their competition. And, you know, oh my God, I have to get customers so they don't get customers. Dude, there's so many customers out there. Like there's enough space for everyone, you know? And in fact, if you're just focused on how you can provide value and how you can, how you can grow your business, you're going to become uh, such a force to be reckoned with that your competition will have no choice but to try to collaborate with you. You know, they're like, you just, so that collaboration is the key to success, man. I, I 100% believe that. And just repeat like the last part again. <laughs> yeah. So with competition, you know, like so many people are worried about other people that are their competition, right? For instance, I just started my podcast. Okay. I've launched my podcast about two weeks ago and I'm in the space of, you know, entrepreneurship and inspiration. And, uh, John Lee Dumas, who I said was a big, big influence of mine. This dude has been podcasting for six or seven years. You know, he's got over 2000 interviews under his belt. His show is like the number one show in entrepreneurship on iTunes. And, I mean, if I was to look at that and say, man, this dude's my competition, like, how am I ever going to compete with that? Well, that would probably, like, make me never even start, you know what I mean? I'd be so worried that I'll never live up to what this guy's doing, I'll never be able to start. But instead, I, A, I realize um, not everybody is going to relate with John Lee Dumas, and some of those people might relate to me because I'm a different person, you know? And so, if anything, I need to go out, do my own thing, and get to a point where I end up collaborating with John. And I'm sure at some point we're going to work together, you know, because I believe that collaboration is key and your competition should be your first place to think about who you can collaborate with. Don't look at them as your competition, your opposition, and it's either you or them. Figure out a way to make it both of you so you can both grow. Together we rise, man. Exactly. And just to give you guys more context that like this man just launched his podcast like he told you guys like in two weeks ago and just listen to this number right in one day more than 200 downloads in less than four like three weeks more than 40 interviews and this gives you like i'm getting like goosebumps right now <laughs> like this just gives you the perspective of like if you keep being selfish of you know what I want everything for myself. I want the slides. I want those big audience. You won't get there if you collaborate with other people because I know for a fact that Corey wouldn't get to those 200 if he decided, you know what? I will just do my podcast um, over three weeks. I will record everything my, on my own, my own stories. Maybe you will get like uh, downloads because I know he's a like, great dude great contact, but just that $200 in one day. And I know for a fact, like maybe in one week or two weeks, you will get on, uh, how do you call the thing? The new, uh, yeah, new, new and noteworthy in iTunes. Yeah. That's, that's the goal. You will get there. Just, just seeing your momentum growing in on the platform itself. Um, and I believe that most marketing or like marketers are like event throwers, like Steve um, Larson said, right? Um, so how can an author, like an info product coach, like an online coach, throw his own event? Because I spoke with Bailey and she's the like queen of 
online summits, but like in your perspective, how can a coach start um, monetizing online through uh, maybe through events or like having a sales funnel grow their own business? Yeah, for sure. That's a great question, man. And, uh, you know, I appreciate the the love on the, on the launch there and you're hundred percent right, dude, there's no way I would have gotten to where I'm at, you know, in such a short amount of time, if I didn't collaborate with other people, I knew that from the start, like I'm going to do an interview show and you know, they've got audiences already. So naturally if, if I leverage their content and their audience, people will come. Um, but the whole idea, you know, creating an event and creating momentum behind what you're doing is like, you want to think about it like you're throwing a party, you know, like think about in school, like who was the coolest kid in school? It was the one that threw the parties, you know? So if you throw the parties online and you invite everybody to come and play at your party, right, then that is what's going to start driving momentum. And momentum is very much like, uh, it's, it's a fickle thing. Once you take off the gas, man, it all goes away. So you really like, once you start getting that snowball rolling, you want to keep pushing on it, keep pushing on it and build that momentum. But you know, there's all kinds of ways to throw parties online. I mean, like literally you can throw a Facebook party, like they have that, uh, that feature on Facebook, you know, and again, why would people want to show up to your house? Like, okay, if, if we're in high school and we're talking about the high school party, they wanted to show up because you had the booze and hopefully you had the girls, right? That's why everybody would show up. So if you can think about, well, what is it that people want, you know, that I'm trying to talk to, what, what party am I throwing and what do those people want? Well, they're going to want value. They're going to want content that, that is going to teach them something. It's going to give them some kind of takeaway. You know, it's going to leave them uh, knowing more than they did before they got there. So how can I create that value to get people to show up to my party? Well, collaborating with other people that are maybe a step further ahead, you know, that can bring their expertise and their knowledge to the party. That's a great way to do it. Um, like some other ways are, are really to, to have like fun games, fun things going on. Like I've seen, man, I've seen stuff like that's just, it's just so creative, man. Like if, if you can find ways to be creative in how you can uh, entertain people really is what it boils down to is entertainment. Like you will, you will be fine. You'll be able to, to generate momentum in whatever it is you're doing. And again, if you just stop focusing on me and myself, like how can I get something and instead focus on how can I give, right? How can I make this fun for everyone? Like you'll find a way your brain will start working differently and you'll come up with ideas that you would have never come up with otherwise. Awesome, man. Awesome. Like, I think that's a great way to put it as well for the audience, because I know they're always thinking about, like I thought, like, like I said in, in, in like maybe 10 minutes ago, What's in it for me? But like, if you start thinking about, okay, what is it for them? Or like, how can I help them grow? Like, if you only get them to grow like 10%, maybe 1% of that 10% will say, oh, shit, I like this guy too. Let me start looking into his content and that's how you start building momentum. So um, to wrap the, the, this amazing talk, unfortunately, a bit off, what drives you in the morning to keep going forward? Wow. Well, I mean, to be honest, man, like it's, it's really just how can I get up and, and help somebody through a situation? Like, you know, I've, I know it sounds kind of like whatever, but like kind of cliche, but like, I really truly enjoy being valuable. I mean, I, I, you know, even when I was a kid, man, I always wanted to share my toys because like, you know, I had something cool. I thought my friends would like it. And if they do, then they're going to want to hang out with me, you know? So it's like, how can I share what I have? 
How can I make someone else's life a little bit better? And so for me, honestly, like it's how can I get up? I get up, I check my emails, I check all the comments on my Facebook posts and on Instagram, who's asking questions, who's having trouble with, you know, X, Y, and Z. How can I, how can I answer that problem, man? How can I give them uh, some insight or some kind of solution to move forward? Because I don't know about you, but like for me, what's, what's better, man? Would you rather like get a gift or would you rather give a gift and see how that lights the person up? Like what, what's better? You know, I would so much rather give somebody something and then watch their, you know, their expression and see how happy they are and how grateful they are for receiving that thing. Like for me, that's, that fills me up so much more than for somebody just to give me a gift, you know, like I would rather give because it, it gives me more, yeah. you know? So I don't know. That's the thing. I'm going to lie to you. Like I, I love receiving gifts, but I think that's like a short term. I good. I got a new stuff, like a new toy. But like, like you said, for me, like I always was, and am this way, like, When I go all in, even if it's friends, I can know you like for one minute or like 10 years. If you become buddy, like I'm always that giver, no matter like in, in, in like love or like things or like help. Like I like I used to help my friends move all the time. Like, yo, Shannon, I need like, can you help me with moving from A to B, like from a new house? Cool, man. I will be there without thinking like, shit, I don't have time or like, I'm too tired. I've just got home from, from work. I'm like, cool. Let's get it. Let's get it done. And, and I love that you're also that way. Um, where can people find you? Because I know you're all over the place on, on the internet. So where can people find you? Yeah, I appreciate that. And, and Shannon, thanks again, man, for having me on. And, and again, like you said, dude, like you just got home from work right now, you know, and like you, you hustle to, to make this interview happen because you know that you're providing value to your audience. And that's what it's all about, dude, is, is, you know, like putting yourself second, you know, like, okay, whatever it is I got to do, I'm going to do it because I know what I want to create, you know, and I know how I want to, to help others. So I love what you're doing, man. And, and thank you for making this happen today. And yeah, you guys, if you want to check me out, or if you want to find me online, definitely I'm on Facebook and Instagram are really the two social platforms I'm most active on. You can just search my name, Corey Benchop, or my handle is actually at Corey for reals. Um, yeah, Corey for reels, <laughs> but also I've got my podcast out. Like we mentioned, uh, it's the rising entrepreneur and you can find that anywhere you find podcasts or you can check out the rising entrepreneur.com. And lastly, uh, I have my own website, coreybenshop.com. So yeah, stop by, say what's up, connect and, and let me know if I can help you in any way. I will. Awesome. And thank you for that. And guys, see you to the next episode. Yo junkies. Thank you for being part of this amazing episode. Uh, make sure you leave a five-star review and make sure you share it with someone that try, is trying to escape the 9 to 5 rat race. And yeah, see you guys in the next episode of the Sales Funnel Junkie Podcast.